Me encanta eh, este, nuevo, este nuevo rollo que traemos de Brava. I just hope that tonight is a night where you get to uh, just play it all out. We're going to be talking... Am I too loud? That's kind of loud, right? We're good? Okay. Este, espero que hoy sea una noche en la que simplemente saquen absolutamente todo, lo disfruten, eh, disfruten este mensaje y estemos juntas tomando algunas decisiones importantes. I want all of us to just make some important decisions when it comes to community. Um, From now on, I'm going to do the same thing as last time. I'm just going to speak in English, and the translation is going to be in the back. But you're used to that now. Todas las que hablan español, como quiera me entienden bien en inglés, ¿verdad? Sí. Okay. Perfecto. All right. Well, believe it or not, the games we just played have a lot to do with tonight's message, and soon you're going to see why. If you were not here last month, uh, I mentioned, you know, last month we talked about the goals about uh, for these gatherings you know the the goal for us is to build a community of love where everyone absolutely everyone feels fully welcome and, and fully included no matter your age or your walk or your stage in life i want us to have a place or a home where we can encounter god where uh, we can experience his love and his mercy And someone's calling you. I'm going to wait for you because I get super distracted with cell phones. I really do. Thanks. This is the time when you can turn your phone off. Ding. Go back to it. This is a place where our phones are always off. A place where we encounter God. <laughs> a place where we encounter God and we experience His love, His mercy, and His grace, especially when we experience it Um, through others. So, that's the goal, and it sounds great, but hey, this is only our second month. We're still talking about this as a possibility. Remember, we talked about the possibility of something great? And so, when we talk about possibilities, that's also a nice way of saying that we're not there yet. It's still a possibility, and it's up to us if we want to make it happen or not. And so, the idea, I thought that the idea of a strong is that there's a lot of noise. You know what? I'm just going to grab a mic because that... Thank you so much. That's way better. Um, the idea of a strong and a loving community I think is exciting to everyone or at least um, most people I know. The problem... The problem comes when we actually try to make it happen. We can all wish for it. We can all say that's great. But what about taking the first step? That's when, that's when things get messy. When we step into it, not knowing how, how things are going to go. That can be scary. Well, because that's the place where things get messy. That's also the place where we kind of lose hope. That's when... Some of us tend to isolate or to learn how to keep people at arm's length. You know, just, just to be on the safe side. It's, that's always easier. The safe side is always, always easier. But if we, if we only knew that those are the moments when we need encouragement and connection the most, if we only knew, we maybe would think about it in a different way. Because what if God used community to teach us something about real expectations. Sometimes we just need to remember that people fail. And that's, that's what happens in community. 
We need to realize that we all fail. I need to realize that I fail and that I fail big time. Because that's when we need to be able to offer mercy and grace and, and forgiveness. Starting with ourselves. I have a confession for you tonight, which is like the core of my message. I have to tell you that the last 24 hours have been a living hell for me. And if I'm really honest with you, that's because I fear failing you as a pastor. And that fear often overwhelms me. And that's the place where I was last night. And it was not fun. I was preparing for this moment, and all of a sudden, I began to second-guess absolutely everything about myself, about the message, about Brava. I doubted who I am. I had a nervous breakdown, and I couldn't sleep at all. And when I was there in the pit, crying on the floor, I realized I had a choice. A choice to isolate in pride and cry all by myself because I'm a strong woman, I don't cry. Or I could reach out to others and show the messiness of my weakness. So let's talk about my first option, my first choice. That looks safe. That seemed to be safe. The safe side of things. The problem with that um, side is that it's a very lonely place. This is a place where no one takes risks. This is a place where we entertain most of our what-ifs. You know them? You know the what-ifs? What if people saw us as we really are? Would they still love us? Would they walk away? What if they knew that my life, that our lives are falling apart? What if they knew all those dirty little secrets about us? What if they knew about my husband or my son? What if they knew I have a children who's gay? A child, sorry. Would they turn their backs on me? Would they turn their back on us? Or, or would they show us the way? So many things happen in the what-ifs. What if? What if? Isn't that how most of us think? We better keep it together or else we won't fit in. That's where I was. And as I reflect on these things, I can't help but think of, of the people of Israel when they stood um, on the safe side of the river, knowing that the promised land was on the opposite side. Remember that passage? They were there, they came to the Jordan River, and they, all, they had all kinds of fears. They had all kinds of what-ifs. What if there's giants? What if their people are better or greater or bigger than us? The possibility was on the other side. And the desire to cross over was there. But there was also a river. There was a river getting in the way. And for them, there was no way around it other than walking through it and getting their feet wet. 
That's what I want to talk to you about today. The obstacles that get in the way between us and the community that God wants to give us. And I know where your mind is going, especially after Babs and Tabs. We're going we're gonna to talk about overcoming obstacles, but no, that's not the case. We're not going to talk about that. We're not, here about, we're not here to overcome obstacles. We're here to embrace them. Because only when we fully embrace them can we find ways to go through them. And I'm not talking about embracing them alone. I'm talking about embracing them together in all their present messiness. Because let me tell you, it's precisely in that messiness where we see God at its best. Last night, I chose to reach out to friends. I called them up. And mind you, it was 3 a.m. And they came. I couldn't walk the road along, alone any longer. I needed a friend right next to me. And I had to show her my fears. And I had to cry in front of her. And that struggle remained all through the night, almost till 3 p.m. today. And I'm telling you, it's been one of the worst days of my life. When fear overtakes everything. But there was finally breakthrough. Because if you would have seen me up there in the office, none of us, I mean none of you, none of you would have think would have thought that I would make it. But there was breakthrough, and here I am standing because of God's grace. And once again, he showed me. Once again, he showed me that it is in my weakness when he becomes strong. Amen. So what if I'd been, what if I'd been too proud to reach out? That darkness might have overcome me, and I would have never, ever seen the light. And there's a line by Brene Brown that says that only when you're brave enough to explore the darkness can we discover the infinite power of light. And praise God for his courage in me to reach out, because this could have been a really horrible night. (laughs) Now let me tell you how it all worked out. There's something powerful about feeling loved in the midst of messiness. Because when my friends showed up, they didn't judge me. They didn't criticize me. They didn't say, oh, I thought you were strong. They encouraged me and they lifted me up. And it was through them that I realized that God had had given me a message for today. I thought I didn't have anything. And then he said, your struggle is the message. Because through your struggle, I'll show up. He kind of said, leave it before you preach it, girl. (laughs) And that's what happened. So whether you're the one in the pit or you're the encouraging friend, whatever place you are, you are a key component of, of, of a kind of community, that, the kind of community we want to build. Sometimes you're going to be on this one. Sometimes you're going to be on the other one. That's my only message I have for you tonight. 
when I try to put something together that was 12 pages long, something together that sounded so fantastic and so amazing, God said, "Uh uh-uh. Just show up raw. And that's it. I want you to be the leader, the kind of leader that leads by example. Cuando me puse a pensar en todo lo que quería decir, y y quería hacer hojas y hojas y hojas de este sermón, para que sonara yo muy bien, fue ahí donde Dios me dijo, no, ah, ah, solamente preséntate, así, sin nada, porque sola no tienes nada que ofrecer. So those were my, those were my struggles just today. Fear, doubt, and a lot of pain. Las cosas con las que sufrí hoy fueron miedo, fueron duda, y un increíble dolor. And what I had to offer, and what I have to offer, is just that. Just that. When you came in, you were given some stickers. Do you have them in your hand? I know that when we try to build communities that are transparent, it takes time. Cuando queremos construir una comunidad donde somos transparentes, eso se tarda, lleva tiempo. So I'm not going to ask you to talk to the girl next to you, the lady next to you, and just vomit all your struggles. <laughs> I'm not. No les voy a pedir que le digan a la de al lado todos sus problemas. But maybe, maybe if we just wrote something down, whatever challenge, whatever obstacle it is that you have, the message today, the short, brief, raw, simple message has no answers and no fixing. Just an invitation to show up raw. El mensaje de hoy solamente era para invitarlas a que traigan lo que son. Sin, sin arreglos, sin consejos. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to just write it down. You don't need to write your name on it. Just whatever the struggle is. And I'm going to ask you to just stick it in one of those doors, black doors. There's one there, there's two in the back, and two on our left, your right hand. Cuando estén listas con su calcomanía, pongan ahí lo, lo que hayan puesto como su batalla. Nomás les voy a pedir que la pongan sobre una de las puertas, de estas puertas negras, hay dos entradas. Hay dos aquí de este lado y una del otro lado. I look like a flight attendant. <laughs> y que simplemente lo confiesen. Just confess through writing something you want to bring forth, something you want to expose to the Lord, maybe to others. Just do that. Today we're just taking a simple, tiny little step. Solamente hay que hacer eso. Hoy solamente vamos a tomar un pequeño pasito. Juntas. I'm going to start myself, actually. I have my sticker right here.
So when you're ready, just go to any door. Put them there. It's a very simple step. Starting a community, starting a community of trust is not easy, but we just need to show up, masks off. Empezar una comunidad donde hay cierta seguridad no es fácil, pero simplemente hay que llegar, aparecernos, quitarnos las máscaras. 
And that's not easy, but it's worth it. Y no es fácil, pero siempre vale la pena. There's a good friend of mine that um, I want you to meet. Tengo una amiga muy querida que les quiero presentar. Um, she showed up in my life, and she just loved me and welcomed me. And, and received me in her home. Una amiga muy querida, cuando llegó a mi vida, me, me recibió, me amó, me invitó a su casa. And I would have never known that she had quite a story. Y nunca hubiera sabido que tenía una historia bastante impactante. And I thought, why? I want all of you to meet, meet her. I thought this would be a good place to just share her story. There's no, I asked her to just tell her story. There's no rules. Le dije que compartiera su historia, que viniera, que no había reglas. And I want to invite Sandy. Where's, where are you? Sandy Barrientos. She's a really good friend of mine. And, and I've learned so many things through her. Just, just, yeah. Just tell us, just tell us your story. Hello, everyone. Hola a todos. ¿Cómo están? Bien. Hace calor aquí o soy solo yo? Is it hot in here or is it just me? Okay, I'll speak into the mic. I thought I was a loud person and I didn't need a mic, but I guess I do. So, oops, they broke again, but that's okay. There we go. We'll still use them anyways. I'm okay. I'm comfortable with being silly. I work with children, so you have to be. Okay. You look good. Thank you. So I'll tell you just a little bit about me. And I can't see you very well with the glasses because they're just readers. So um, bear with me. Señoras, las que hablan um, castellano nada más, va a estar todo traducido arriba y las quiero, no las veo bien porque estos son lentes para leer nada más. Así que, um, you're just all a blur. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So Abe and I moved up to Portland and I will be reading because I don't want to miss anything and I, I really want to convey my heart to you all. Um, and so Abe and I, that's my husband, just in case some of you don't know, moved up to Portland from Corona, California, just about seven and a half years ago. We met and married in Cupertino, California, almost 30, year, almost 30 years ago this coming May. Uh, God gave us five beautiful children. Our first son is 28 years old. He arrived ten and a half months after our wedding. He was not planned, but I'll leave that story for another time. Our second son arrived three years later. He is now 25. And I have to add, very proud, he's married. We have two grandbabies, and he's getting ready to go into the mission field. After a 12-year period of a silence on the child front, we found out we were expecting again. We were thrilled. At about 10 to 11 weeks I had into the pregnancy, I had to go on bed rest due to hemorrhaging. Unfortunately, we miscarried. Words cannot express how I felt. To the world around me, it was just a blip. 
I felt in my heart that he was a boy, so I named him Samuel. Three and a half months later, we found out we were expecting again. Despite being fearful, we chose to trust the Lord in all things. This was a very special time for us. It was a different place in our lives, in our faith, and in our marriage. The Lord had blessed us with our first home, and we were settling into our lives in Corona. The months passed quickly, and we planned and prepared for the arrival of our first daughter. We were beyond the moon. At 32 weeks, I went in for a routine ultrasound. Earlier that morning, I had had an altercation with a couple of co-workers, so I was already feeling apprehensive and nervous. When I noticed the tech taking a little longer than usual, my worst fears were realized. Basically, I was told she couldn't find a heartbeat. I went to see the doctor later that afternoon. He was going to have me come back on the weekend to induce labor. But I delivered, was able to spend time with, and said goodbye to our precious daughter, Isabella Amelie, that same night. I'm sorry if I tear up. Um, but I think it's important to be real with you all. The next day, I went home empty-handed and broken-hearted. God never left me nor forsook me, but my heart ached so badly. I felt like something broke, and nothing could ever be the same again. In a short period of time, I had to put on a big smile and carry on, because society isn't very patient with grief especially with the loss of a child that no one has had the opportunity to meet. After a four-year silence, we again found out we were expecting. This time, the baby was going to be another precious little boy. During the pregnancy, I prayed for peace and joy. My banner scripture was Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the plans I have for you. At the end of 30 weeks... I once again found myself going in for a routine ultrasound, feeling apprehensive. Here again, they would not find a heartbeat. I delivered our precious little boy, Matias Duca, in the early morning hours of the next day. I felt like I didn't have enough time with him. Despite time standing still and the world around me spinning in a dizzying blur, the Lord covered me. In his peace. The nurses, social worker, and chaplain all told me they were supposed to be the ones encouraging me, but I ended up being an encouragement to them. I know it was God's goodness and the Holy Spirit working on my behalf for his glory. However, on the inside, I was numb, confused, angry, and sad. But most of all, I felt an overwhelming helplessness. Here we go again, Lord. Really? Why now? Why ever? I even felt guilty for having all those feelings. The plain and simple truth was, I didn't know what to do with this immense love. I had to give, but once again, my arms were empty. I was so heartbroken. I thought I had done something to deserve this pain. I know, I know, Lord, you do not, this is not your MO, this is not how you work. But 
I also kept telling the enemy, you do not have victory over this. This victory belongs to the Lord. My feelings are not as intense now, and they do not happen as often. But to this day, I still struggle. Emotion suddenly will overwhelm me. I wonder what they would be like. Who would they look like? What activities would they love? What would our family dynamic be like? As not only would there be a 12-year gap with our oldest children, they would also be an auntie and an uncle, and they would have cousins their age to play with and grow up with. How can I graciously validate their existence to those that never had the opportunity to meet them? Why would this happen now? After so many years of silence and at the end of my childbearing years, why are people so uncomfortable when others are grieving or hearing about someone's heart story? So, so many whys. I leave you with this. I do not have any of the answers. I do not know if I ever will. But God, in his goodness, reminds me that he knows what is best for my life. My friends, that is all that is all that needs to be enough. I will always ache for my deposits in heaven until the day we are all reunited. Nonetheless, I know my Lord is creating a beautiful tapestry with all the remnants of my life. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Las quiero. I love you. Thank you so much, Sandy. You know, soon after I became a pastor, I realized that the most powerful message God would ever give me would be the message of, of you, your stories. Each one of your stories is what really has been shaping me for the past year and a half. Cuando me recién empecé en esto del pastorado, muy pronto me di cuenta que el mejor mensaje que yo podía recibir de Dios iba a ser un el mensaje que me dieran ustedes a través de sus historias. Y así es como el Señor me ha moldeado. So I just want to I just want to pray for us. Solamente quiero hacer una oración y levantar todo en 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 la cara del Señor. Padre Santo, gracias por tu fidelidad. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Gracias porque nunca nos has dejado. Thank you because you've never left us. Gracias porque en ti tenemos siempre esperanza. Gracias porque en ti hay alegría, hay sanidad, hay todo aquello que necesitamos. Thank you because I know that in you we always encounter healing, love, safety, whatever it is that we need. Así es que Padre, quiero darte las gracias por estas mujeres valientes que están dispuestas a dar un primer paso. Thank you for these brave women, for these bravas that are just willing to take a step, a tiny but powerful step, para tener una, comun una comunión y una comunidad fuerte, transparente, auténtica. So Lord, we just want to say we love you, we need you, and we're just showing up. That's our program tonight. Showing up. Es el único que tenemos planeado. Aparecer, llegar, y darte todo de nosotros. 
Continue to bless us. Continue to meet us in the pit. Síguenos encontrando en ese pozo, en la fosa. Y síguenos llenando de esperanza, aun cuando parezcamos perderla. In Jesus' name. Amen.